Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. Talking more BYU football. We're just one day away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. We have made it, y'all. It is here. It's Christmas Eve. Get ready. We're going to be talking about that today. Talking about some of the updates coming out of practice this week. Players who may or may not participate in the game tomorrow night. We'll break that down here in the first segment as well as getting to our church and state rivalry player countdown series last one we've made it from 100 all the way to one we'll talk about that and you also hear today from bracken l Bakri, byu defensive tackle one of the best quotes on this team we had a good conversation with him you'll hear that on today's edition of the podcast as well as catching up catching you up on everything else going on in byu sports news so a lot to get to and let's get to it today's podcast brought to you by our title sponsor right here on locked on Cougars, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as one of our great sponsors in All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as today's podcast proceeds. Now, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for August 28th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Let's kick things off today and talk BYU football. What, did you expect we're going to talk BYU basketball? No, we're one day away from BYU and Utah kicking the season off at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 8.15 Mountain Time start on ESPN tomorrow night as week one in college football gets underway. Week zero played out last week, but BYU and Utah getting things going tomorrow night. Now, entering this game, I think a lot of people are wondering how healthy BYU is going to be coming out of fall camp. And I can say this for the most part, they are relatively healthy, and that is a good sign for them. They've done traditionally quite well in games when they've been in openers and Kalani Satake talked about that on Monday saying that health has been a big factor in it. I think I've talked to a lot of experts and whatnot over the years that BYU, in terms of their frontline starters, just the the first stringers, BYU can hang with most teams in terms of first string first string. Where they get beat is in the second and third string, where BYU has a quite a drop off in talent and productivity, whereas other programs are able to recruit and have better athletes at those two and three spots, and that's where BYU tends to struggle a little bit. I think this year's BYU team is is deeper than it has been since it's the deepest Kalani Satake has had in terms of just the overall depth of the program production at each position group etc and here's hoping that pays off the cornerback group is very much a thin uh, position group at the time for the time being D'Angelo Mandel and Diane Gonwoloku they're great starters at cornerback but behind them you have a lot of question marks Dimitri Gallo is he caught up to speed the junior college transfer uh, you have Bo Tanner a guy who has left the program twice and come back is the backup at one of the cornerback spots behind Diane Gonwoloku you have Shimon Willis a walk-on transfer from Weber State who is uh, third string on that depth chart and then uh, you have guys like Javel Brown out there, George Udo who are true freshmen playing the position. Uh, Isaiah Heron was left off of the roster uh, the depth chart I guess for this week and there was some speculation I had talked to some people that said his his knee injury or his, his leg injury that he suffered during the scrimmage last week might be more serious than originally feared having talked with some of our insiders yesterday it sounds like he likely is going to miss this week's game but it's not a long 
long-term injury. So hopefully that makes sense. He's likely out for this week. His question, he's questionable probably for Tennessee, but this is not a long-term injury. And the sooner they can get Isaiah back on the field, the better. Uh, he'll be doing his best to get on the field as soon as possible. They're not going to completely rule out him being ready for tomorrow night, but it doesn't look good in terms of his participation. Uh, Tuesday this week was BYU's traditional Thursday practice, and most coaches, BYU included, most coaching staffs, most programs, if you don't participate in that Thursday practice, you're likely not playing on that Saturday, or in this case, if you're not participating on Tuesday, you're not playing on Thursday. And Isaiah Heron was limited on Tuesday at, at very best, so we'll see what happens with that. Other players to keep an eye on going forward. Jaron Hall was under the weather yesterday, did not participate in practice. Uh, here's hoping he makes a quick recovery and can be on the field Thursday night because they need him in case something goes wrong with Zach Wilson and he is a capable backup. Freshman tight end Carter Wheat suffered a lower leg injury in practice as they're preparing for Utah. They'll keep him out this week and we'll see how it goes going forward it appears to be an ankle issue but you know how ankles are they can be anywhere from a short time you can be back in a week and it could be a longer time we'll see what happens with that and then I think the biggest thing coming out of practice this week is that Moroni Laulu Pututau a guy that BYU fans have very much been hoping to see on the field and participating once again well he's been off to the side working with some of the trainers according to according to people I've talked to down there at BYU and his status for Thursday's night Thursday night's game is very much up in the air. Uh, BYU would like to have him on the field, obviously. They could pair him with Matt Bushman to allow them to have a little bit more of a, a two-tight end threat. Think more back to the days of Johnny Harleen, Dennis Pitta, or even further back, Atula Mealy, Chad Lewis type of thing. But if he can't practice, the coaches aren't going to play him, and we'll see. But it sounds like he was limited, similar to Isaiah Heron, at very best during practice this week, and his status for tomorrow night's game very much up in the air. So we'll see how that shakes out. All right, uh, going to take a time out here. On the other side, you're going to hear from Bracken L. Backry, BYU defensive tackle, one of the, my favorite interviews on this team. He is always fun to talk to. You'll hear from him next. We'll also get to our Church and State Rivalry Player Countdown Series. We are one day away, so our final Rivalry Player Countdown. We're talking about Zach Wilson and Troy Warner. We'll get to that next. And, of course, we'll catch up on everything else in BYU sports news in the final segment of today's show. BYU men's cross country, elite one once again, projected to contend for a national title. We'll talk about that. The women's side also projected to do quite well in the national rankings. So we'll get to all of that coming up right here on Locked On Cougars. Brought to you today by our good friends at the Locked On NFL Network. The Locked On NFL Network actually has coverage of all 32 teams. And coming up with the season beginning next week, Crossover Wednesdays are going to take place once again. You're probably wondering, what is a Crossover Wednesday? What it is, is for the entire regular season, you get special episodes every Wednesday is the host from opposing sides that are playing that week. So let's say uh, you've got New England, Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. Well, the two hosts of those podcasts are going to get together on a Wednesday, do a crossover episode that'll talk about that game. Check it out, guys. It's one of the most popular episodes on all of the Locked On Podcast Network each and every week. Make sure to follow your favorite team wherever you get your podcasts and be sure not to miss NFL listeners' favorite segment each week with those NFL crossover shows right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in a moment. Wanted to tell you guys today about our title sponsor on the podcast. And of course, you know that is Deseret First Credit Union. They are the proud sponsors of the Deseret First Duel. Uh, The first uh, game in that, it's a season-long series between the University of Utah and Brigham Young University. Well, the first game in it this year is the rivalry football game, the Holy War game tomorrow night. Well, they'll be sponsoring that, but they also want to help you guys keep some more money in your pocket. They share a faith-based bond with their members, but they're also celebrating the unique goals and passions of those individual members. They're asking right now, what's your focus? What is your why? Whatever that might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to cost you anything and doesn't have to be hard either. A lot of people think that going to do a refinance is really, really hard to do. They make it easy at Deseret First Credit Union. Rates are still low, so now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and save potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month guys check out the dfcu mortgage team they're here to work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation if you're a guy who's been renting for a long time or if you're just a guy who has an investment property whatever it may be they'll find the right situation for you the right loan etc they'll make sure you're taken care of call them 801-456-7070 that's 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less deseret first credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on your daily podcast all focused on BYU. Want to encourage you guys, when you guys get in your car driving around town, make sure to plug in your smart device. Tell it play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date or even use your home assistance. I know a lot of you have the Alexas, the Google Homes, whatever you got. Tell it play podcast Locked On Cougars. We got some downtime and that way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news. And thanks in advance for downloading the show in your continued support of the podcast. All right, going to get to an interview now with Bracken L. Bakri, a defensive tackle listed as a co-starter with Lorenzo Fawatea opposite Kairos Tong along BYU's defensive line. He's actually been used on the exterior of the line as a pass rusher in some of the three-man sets that BYU has used. When they go to that 3-4 front, of course, you want bigger bodies to hold up against the run, so normally you'll put three defensive tackle types on the field, and that's what Bracken L. Bakri's been doing apparently in some of the sets for BYU along the defense. You'll hear him talk a little bit about that. You'll hear him talk about my suggestion that he go into pro wrestling after his football career is over. You'll also hear him give a shout out to his favorite quarterback on the team as well. So with that, let's get to it. This is Bracken L. Bakery with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. I've had people tell me you might be the best quote on this team. What do you respond to that with? Uh, that's completely untrue. Just rumor. Pure rumor. <laughs> Pure rumor. Just Pure rumor. Speculation. Uh-huh. It's just it's the telephone game. Okay. It just Very keeps cool. going around and around. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah, there you go. That's smart, smart answer, Zach Wilson, of course, asking that. But you guys are now getting close to the season finally. How does it feel to have this already here? Man, it feels so nice, honestly, because this whole, really for the last year we've been saying beat Utah after everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we're about to lift, beat Utah, someone's down in the squad, they're trying to get up, come on, baby, beat Utah, beat Utah. It's been on our mind, it's been in our blood. Yeah. It's finally time to, like, let's just do it. 
it's been a long camp. Is do you guys get at this point? It's just like okay, we need a little bit longer, and then it's finally go time, right? Is there? Do you guys have that anticipation, just ready to go? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's definitely no. I would I would disagree with what you said. There's there's no survival mindset. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some I would say a very few players, but a lot of teams get the survival mindset where they're like, man, we're four weeks in. You know, we can make it. We can survive another four days till Utah. We can survive another week. That's not how this team runs. We're an attack mindset. We're not a survival mindset. From the workouts we've done, we've always attacked everything, and we're not trying to survive. Tell Utah, man, we're we're running into this thing with purpose. That Utah game last year did leave any bitter taste in your mouth personally? Absolutely, absolutely. More. I mean, this is because it was so personal, so personal. And I just honestly, I've thought about it hundreds of times. I, I think about halftime. We came in there, man. Everyone was cheering. We're throwing stuff around. We're like, hey, we're the dogs, man. Everyone's seriously. Yeah. And then. Just seeing, like, watch, feeling it slip out of our hands. And then we are coming back in. I remember going in on in the fourth quarter, running in. You know, defense was taking the field. I was like, we can't let this slip out of our fingers. You know what I mean? Just fighting and clawing. But So this is going to be different. You're a kid that grew up in the Salt Lake Valley, played at Brighton. Mm-hmm. What's been your experience growing up in the rivalry been like? Yeah, so, I, you know, my family moved here, and, and I went to Brighton High School. So living up in Salt Lake, a lot of people were Utah fans. And a lot of my family played at Utah, you know. My uncles and stuff played baseball there. My grandpa played there. Uh, a lot of people have been, been, been coming through there. So, uh, you know, coming up, you know, we didn't really come to a lot of BYU games, really. Uh, we had some friends who come down here, but, I mean, we love football. We've always loved football. And part of the rivalry has just been f- watching a fun football game. So it hasn't really been like we're on one side or the other. Yeah. It's just been we love football. It's just it's, just, it's a football game for you. It's guys. a football. I mean, my, let me tell you, we've been, we, my dad would save up every year so that we, he could take us to the Rose Bowl. Okay. Man, it was like the best day of our lives. We'd be waiting, waiting. Finally, we get to go to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> you know, we watched Texas-Michigan. Okay. We watched some, yeah. some amazing games, the USC game. Uh-huh. And it was just amazing. We love football. That's what we were born for. You playing defensive tackle, what do you like about the position? Um, what I like about defensive tackle, okay, let me think about this. I mean, I play both, right? I play some outside, I play some inside, but I would say uh, I really like that there's kind of guarantee physicality on every play. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it might not be the most mental of the positions on the field, but it's the most physical by a long way. So you usually have two, sometimes three guys you have to defeat. If you want, if you want to succeed at your objective, mm-hmm. you got to beat two or three grown men. And I, I love that every play, you're guaranteed war. How's it been playing against this offensive line? Man, I love these guys. I, I live with uh, I live with a lot of them. Okay. We're really good friends. <laughs> Usually, a team a team has a lot of beef between the offensive and defensive line, but they make us better. We make them better, and sometimes we kick their butts. You know, sometimes, so it's fun. It's re- honestly, it's a really fun deal. Uh, so there's there's definitely no beef, but they're great. They're fantastic players. Mm-hmm. Practicing against them is going to give us a great uh, a great deal for the Utah offensive line for sure. With you guys playing that four-man front, what's it been like working with a guy like Kyrus Tonga or Lorenzo Falateo? What's it been like working with those guys? Yeah, I mean, I lo- obviously I love those guys. We're a really tiny group. Uh, what's great about what's great about both those guys specifically, and kind of the three of us, yeah. but as a whole D line is. We demand double teams, you know, and some of sometimes sometimes the way we align is like you have three guys against our two. You got to choose your double team, mm-hmm. and nobody's gonna choose. Nobody's gonna choose to let Kyrus have a single team, but whenever they are, they're forced to, he blows it up. And whenever you know, whenever they're forced to double team him, Lorenzo blows it up, or I, or somebody. You know what I mean? Whoever's yeah. whoever gets the single team, we blow it up. And it's kind of kind of guarantee when you have a guy like Kyrus, who's so strong, who's so physical. He, he guarantees, he demands a double team, and if they ever can't give it to him, it's a guaranteed win for him. 
you playing at BYU, now you kind of look towards the future. Has anybody ever told you you should go into pro wrestling when your playing days are over? <laughs> you know, I actually have. Actually, people told me that. Just because I look a lot like Gronkowski, I guess. Bit, yeah. We kind of have a similar deal. Yeah. We'll see. You know, we'll kind of see kind of what comes our way. What goals do you have for yourself? Anything? Yeah, um, kind of going into the season, a, a big goal of mine was I had a lot of tackles last season. Okay. You know, I, I played really conservative football, but I think I, I'm, I'm ready to take a few more chances and try to get some sacks, and, and I've been trying to improve my pass rush personally, uh, you know, cause as, as part of my game, trying to become a well-rounded player. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bracken. Thank you. There you go, Bracken L. Backery with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. I told you guys, he's one of the best interviews on the team. Giving a shout-out to Zach Wilson, who is walking right by us as we're doing this interview. Fun to catch up with him, and I'm hopeful he has a good year this year. He is a classic overachiever, and I mean that in the best sense of the word. I know that's not necessarily the best connotation for a guy like that, but Bracken L. Backery has just been an absolute revelation for BYU along that defensive line. He grinds each and every day. He plays his absolute hardest play-in and play-out. His body looks better than ever. He's weighing about 290 pounds, it appears, but I'm hopeful he has a good year this year and helps BYU BYU along that defensive line. I think he's an underrated key cog in BYU's defensive line rotation that BYU will rely on heavily this year. Behind guys like uh, Kyrus Tonga and Lorenzo Fawatea, who probably take the headlines, Brackenell Bakri is right there with him in my mind in terms of his ability just to get things done, and thanks to him for taking the time to join us right here on Locked On Cougars. Before we take a time out here, do need to talk about today's Church and State Rivalry Player Countdown Series. And of course, we got two players on the roster wearing number one because we were just one day away from BYU in Utah. And of course, we'll start off with Troy Warner, a senior defensive back from San Marcos, California, Mission Hills High School. Troy is likely to miss at least the early part of the season, according to Elisa Tuiaki on Coordinator's Corner on Monday. Elisa said that they'll reevaluate him after a few games, see how his foot is doing. He's still dealing with a nagging. Liz Frank injury. Some guys come back very quickly relatively from that injury like a Taysom Hill who is tearing it up in the NFL. He does great and he's he's only had to have that one year of recovery. But then you have guys who have their careers ended due to it. Uh, Chad Lewis, BYU tight end when he's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles did it in an NFC championship game and his career was done at that point. Troy has been battling through this. Here's hoping he's able to overcome it and get back on the field. Uh, talking to some people that if he does not uh, respond well to treatment early on this season. He's very much a redshirt candidate this season and could sit out this year trying to get healthy before playing his senior season next year for BYU. The other number one on the roster is Zach Wilson, of course, the star quarterback, six foot three, two hundred and three pounds. Uh, they most of the coaches told me that he's actually weighing more than that two hundred and three pounds that he's listed at on the roster. But a sophomore from Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah, and BYU will go as Zach Wilson goes this year. I think most BYU fans, any of you listening to this podcast, will agree with that statement. If he plays well, BYU is set up to have a good season. If he struggles, well, BYU is probably going to struggle. The good news is Zach Wilson lives, breathes, eats, whatever other moniker you want to use. Everything is football to him. His life is geared around football, and he has invested all of his time and energy into this sport, into this team, and I'm expecting him to have a good year this year. Here's hoping that shoulder holds up. It was surgically reconstructed. He's been on a pitch count. He's been doing everything by the book to make sure he's healthy and ready to go. A coach, The coaching staff at BYU earlier this offseason, after he underwent that surgery, pointed to two players who had similar 
shoulder surgeries and said, which guy do you want to be? One guy was Andrew Luck. Of course, he is now recently retired from the NFL, but when he had a shoulder issue, he tried to push it coming back too early and then missed an entire season in terms of trying to get that shoulder back to full health. Other guy, Drew Brees. They thought his career was over. He went about this rehab the right way, and now he's going to be an NFL Hall of Famer. He's passed for, what, 50, 60, 70,000 yards in his career. He's won a Super Bowl. They pointed to those two players and said, this is what you need to do with your rehab. You need to follow it by the book. Do everything that they ask you to do so that way you're healthy and ready to go right away. And by all accounts, he's ready to go. Jeff Grimes said on Coordinator's Corner, he says he feels a lot more comfortable than he did in July with Zach Wilson. And I guess there was probably still some question marks what he would look like in fall camp. And by all reports, it appears that Zach Wilson is ready to go. And that's a good sign for BYU. All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Of course, uh, BYU men's and women's track and cross country, two of the elite programs in the BYU athletic department. Well, the cross country season is upon us and then the national rankings are out in both BYU and and BYU, both men's and women's teams, excuse me, are extremely highly ranked. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Before we do that, though, we do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show. That is our good friends at all all Guard Pest Control. They are a local company based right here in Utah, particularly Utah County. That doesn't mean they just service Utah County. They'll go all along the Wasatch Front and make sure you're taken care of if you have any pest control issues. They don't believe in door-to-door sales, and they're not going to come knocking on your door asking if you want them to spray for bugs. They have quarterly pest control program where they come out every three months and treat your house for whatever that season's pests are. Uh, let's say you got spiders during the winter months because they have to move inside your house. Uh, ants in the summer, all the different types of pests. They'll make sure you are taken care of if you want that quarterly service so that way you don't have to see a bug ever in your home. Also, conversely, if you don't want them to come out regularly, you have a one-time issue, they'll come out and treat you one time. They're not going to sign you to a contract when you only need one-time treatment. They'll take care of you. They won't bug you again. They'll come out and make sure you're done. Seth and his team are the best. Call them, guys. They use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, kennels, and vets. They have awesome online reviews. You can go look at them, All Guard Pest Control. Just Google it, and you'll see five-star reviews up and down the board. They do a great job and their customers love what they do. Call Seth and his team at All Guard Pest Control at 801-851-1812 or visit them at allguardpestcontrols.com, guys. Fantastic company, fantastic sponsor right here on Locked On Cougars. And by the way, huge BYU fans. So give them a call, 801-851-1812 or visit them, allguardpestcontrols.com. As we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, I want to thank you guys once again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. And I know that subscribe has the wrong moniker. It makes you think you have to pay something. Podcasts are free for, by and large. And if you guys wouldn't mind, hit that follow button or subscribe button on whatever podcatcher you use. And if also so inclined, take a minute and give us a good rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the podcast. And I thank you guys in advance once again for your continued support of the show. Our show is 
off to a flying start this month. It's been our best month in the podcast history, and that's all a credit to you guys for joining us each and every day. Before we go, though, today, do need to talk about the USTFCCA rankings. That's the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. You know them as the USFTCCCA. They have ranked the BYU men's cross country team number two in the country and the women's team number six in the preseason national rankings that were that were released yesterday. For the second year in a row in the 12th consecutive week overall, the BYU men's team is ranked number two in the country. Last season, they finished second at the national championship behind Northern Arizona, which has won three straight national titles and is the preseason number one team overall once again. BYU is trying to break that streak of the Lumberjacks. We'll see how they do this season. But of course, BYU ranks sixth on the women's side of things. That should suggest they also have national title aspirations. And here's hoping they can go out and prove it. Uh, they got a big opportunity ahead of them. I think that the women's and men's team they both are going to be gunning for national titles. Northern Arizona's got a tight grip on the men's side of things on that national title, but it'd be cool to see BYU finally break through some of the elite runners they have in their stable in their own right. They begin their season this Saturday, August 31st. The women's team is competing in the Big Wave Invitational in Kahuku, Hawaii, up there on the North Shore. That should be a fun race there. And then both teams will host the BYU Autumn Classic on September 14th at East Bay Golf Course to kick off the 2019 season. Uh, you can see the complete national regional rankings at USTFCCA.org. Uh, so check that out, guys. Congratulations to Ed Eyestone and his cross-country teams, both in the top 10, men's team top two. We'll see how it goes this upcoming season. And of course, this podcast, our goal is to make you the smartest BYU fan around. We'll keep you updated with everything that comes out about the men's and women's cross-country teams as their season progresses. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. I want to thank you guys once again for joining the show each and every Every day, please follow us on social media, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You also can check out my Twitter feed at Jacob C Hatch. And if you'd like to drop us a note via email, email us lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there, get your thoughts, etc. And also tomorrow. The game is here. We'll do a game preview tomorrow morning. Send in your score predictions and we'll work them into the podcast tomorrow. Let us know what you think the final margin is going to be for BYU. Is nine coming or is one coming? Let us know what you think. Text us, tweet us, do whatever you want. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think the score line is going to be tomorrow night. Today's podcast brought to you by our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Give them a call 801-456-7070 or visit them at dfcu.com. Also, check out All Guard Pest Controls. They'll make sure you're taken care of. 801-851-1812 or allguardpestcontrols.com to find both of those great companies. Thank them for their continued patronage and sponsorship of this great podcast. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. It's game day tomorrow. Let's go. This has been Locked On Cougars for August 28th, 2019.